Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Up next, you will be listening to the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame Show Host of the Year Award winner, the one and only Justin Harvey, producer, director, and on-air star of the Justin Harvey Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Justin Ray Harvey of the Justin Harvey Show. Today, I have a um, wonderful martial artist. I've been researching her for the past few weeks, and I actually consider her a good friend of mine after talking with her for the past few weeks. it's um, I've been a little backed up, and I do apologize for not getting her on the show sooner. Um, I would like to welcome, and I hope I get this correctly, uh, let me see. I'm I'm sorry, dear. Um, I hate when I can't pronounce this. This I hate when I'm put on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so I had this earlier. I swear. Uh, give us your name, darling. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, my name is Svetlana Zavialova. That's all right. Not everybody gets it right. I had it right earlier. I do apologize. So, so how Fine. are you Thank doing? Thank you for a wonderful yeah. introduction. That was very sweet of you. I'm doing very well. I'm in Los Angeles, and it's really sunny. And what else would you want? Uh, absolutely. And um, I was doing some, I was doing some research, and I understand that you're originally from the Ukraine. Correct. So, uh, when did you come to? Uh, the U.S. Um, I've been in and out of U.S. of U.S. for the last three years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm coming here um, every year for a couple months. I think so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just go to New York to see art. Uh, you like art? Well, <laughs> yes, of course. I'm yeah. a martial artist. Yeah. martial art yeah. that is art. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and also, you are—you were an international wushu competitor and have won many championships. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, well, I consider myself um, less of a martial artist, but rather an artist of martial movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been doing wushu for more than. Uh, 20 years, and uh, I've competed in a lot of competitions, but mainly um, the one that's been successful for me is a um, world championship in traditional wushu that was in 2012 in Mm -hmm. Anhui province. So, yeah, but right now, I transitioned with all of it more into stage and conceptual art and um, 
a little bit of film and TV at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask me more. <laughs> and um, you eventually you transitioned into um, uh, China, a Chinese opera. Can you talk a little bit about what Chinese opera is and how you transitioned? Um, yeah, well... Uh, first of all, not to confuse anybody, you know that uh, traditional Chinese opera, Beijing opera, usually performed by men. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I haven't broke um, <laughs> the whole story about that. So, I am trained in traditional Chinese opera, and when I perform it, it makes it um, actually con- a contemporary um, version of it mm-hmm. but I love mm-hmm. it and I don't believe in gender thing as well um, and um, when I lived in China like permanently not living it often as I do right now I um, I started to travel in small places and small villages because I, I really wanted to to research more of styles that were passed from generation to generation, something that you um, can't really know as a Western person unless you really go into this <laughs> deep places, you know, where people just don't go out and speak about these um, styles, right? And um, the styles like Xin Chuan and many others, um, other styles when you imitate an animal and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. They are connected to their traditional art, and then it led me to led me to connecting with one opera troupe and uh, connecting with one of uh, um, teachers. And you know, it's like when you're looking for something, and mm-hmm. you are. I think you have this vibe of curiosity, and things just happen for you. You know, and I've been. I think I was lucky. But when I look back, I think maybe I just, I was so excited and I was so curious about it. So this is how I found my way into training in Chinese opera. And then while doing it, I understood um, I understood two things. First is I'm not a martial artist. I'm an artist of martial movement, and that's a different thing and has a different um, goal, right, mm-hmm. as an artist. Mm-hmm. And then also I realized that I, I have a vision and I have a idea of how I think it would look and uh-huh. that I think it has to exclude gender because I think it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tried to keep it short, but it didn't work. I'm sorry. It didn't work. And also, one of my main topics that I wanted to discuss tonight, because uh, me and you were talking about it, why should people train in China? Because I I know it's really close to your heart and a very important uh, fact that people need to know. Why should people train in China, like we were, you know, discussing a few days ago? Uh, Okay. Um, Well, you know, I'll try to answer as mm-hmm. as honest as possible and not to offend anyone but when i go to western countries and it's not necessary us only right you you see a lot of like schools where you could see 
someone who calls themselves Sifu or master or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a, it's a commercial institution and there is nothing wrong with that. But uh, people who went to China and uh, went, made their own research and found uh, teachers and sources where they can learn that feel right and that feel authentic they they would understand what I'm trying to say right now but at the same time there is a notion that it is very difficult and it is very expensive to do it and that's not true um, is that China is there's so so many things are going on there but not so many people like really know what's going on there and it's a very welcoming country and culture and especially martial arts because their perception is not about who is better or who mm -hmm. knows more it's about who is here who yeah. is learning who is um experiencing who is living those experiences so that's why i think if you are a martial artist and i think everyone is a martial artist who has this in their heart Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't have to kick and punch to be a martial artist. It's something that is born in your heart. And if you're a martial artist and that's your passion, a dream, I think that's, you know, you have to mm -hmm. try to go to China to feel and experience it. Yeah. Oh, I, I would love to do that sometime. You know, actually go to China and, and learn about their culture and and their martial art because... You know, like you said, and I wanted to comment on this, like, here in the States, you know, there's a lot of politics when it comes to martial arts, unfortunately. Like, exactly. Like, style is better and and all this, and, you know, we're supposed to be a unity and come together but, as one. Uh, you see, Justin, this is what I tried to point it out, mm -hmm. that um, martial art is art, you know, martial art in my particular case is Wu and Shu, right? So there's two mm -hmm. characters. So the character Wu means warrior. The character Shu means art. So then this is when we speak about warrior art, right? And then mm -hmm. um, if you want to say art, that is acting and dancing and fine art, you say Yi Shu, right? So two yeah. characters and Shu is also art. You know, so that there is the same foundation for wushu and ishu, which is art. And I would like to repeat it again, that art is not about who is better. Art mm -hmm. is about who is here, you know. And yeah. then in Western world, martial art is about who is better, what, what excludes art from the picture. And I believe that my responsibility is sometimes to educate people about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you know, what really gets under my skin, though, is like, you know, people can train for only a couple months and then they're supposedly, a, you know, a black belt in their system. And I'm like, there's no way. There's just absolutely no way whatsoever. It really gets well, to me. But that's labels. You know? Why do we need to have a belt? at all. Yeah. Why do yeah. we need to have any kind of definition, you know? You yeah. could be a master, but you could be out of shape, you know? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's because you abandon something you do, which is nothing wrong with that, you know? You're hum human. Or yeah. 
you know, something happened in your life and you haven't done it, right? You might still have a title, but you are not able to perform on that level, right? And then again, leveling ourselves, making, again, us to, you know, everything comes down to to this philosophy again, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, like giving this belt, you know? It's like you feel good because of the belt, you know? But yeah. when you do it, I thought it's a... I thought it's an action of joy, you know. I, it's an act for me. It's a it's an action of joy to 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 perform movements, but it's also a lot of joy to think about it, and it's also a lot of joy to speak about it, you know. And it doesn't yeah. matter if it's a belt or a medal or title, you know. Exactly, exactly. I mean, because that's that's the type of message that the uh, Karate Kid. Uh, you know, the old Karate Kid movie tried to, you know, say because, you know, Mr. Miyagi's telling, you know, his student, why do I need a black belt? You know, a belt to, you know, hold my pants up or whatever, you know, it's it's, it's <laughs> not about the belt. So. Yeah, but, you know, it's not about the belt, but at the same time, it's a validation. You know, this yeah. is what happened to me because I'm coming from the place where, um, to be a martial artist that's not serious and to be an artist that is not really respected and serious. And this is very sad to actually say, but it is the reality, or at least it was the reality of the time when I grew up. Um, and somehow in my inner world, I felt like if I won the competition, there is some kind of um, validation you know validation yeah. for yeah for what i do but then only when i accomplish that thing i realize that no it doesn't answer any questions that doesn't make you feel better and i would tell you even more that was like that led to a very long term depression and crisis because i thought it's like some kind of door you know of self acceptance yeah, and then you know that it wasn't. I, I can I can totally I can totally see your point with that. It, it's 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 like with this podcast that I try to do. You know, I try to you know get the word out about the martial arts and 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 do what I can to you know spread the word and, and give these martial artists a chance to you know tell their stories before these stories you know uh, get lost. Oh, absolutely, you know. Again, what artist does is like all we try to do here is to write our name on the wall and a couple mm-hmm. words under this name. And I guess this is what I would like to write under my name. And thank you for an opportunity. Oh, it's it's completely my pleasure. And, and I got to say, in all my years of doing podcasting and radio, you're the first person that I had trouble pronouncing their name and actually got dumped <laughs> on air so I, I do apologize for that you know but it happens <laughs> that's all right you know because uh, I've spent several weeks you know preparing for this and uh, I, I wanted to get you in as soon as possible for this so that's, you, that's good that's that's I think it's a perfect timing you yeah. know the way it happened um I will be leaving U.S. soon, um, coming back to Asia, and 
get back to creating things and with a new inspiration because every time I come to LA or New York, you know, I meet a lot of artists and, you know, it's like it's a process when I get inspired and empowered and I feel mm-hmm. like I accumulated enough of the energy. So it's time, it's time to go and start creating things again. Oh, I absolutely. Have you have you ever done like Tai Chi or any form like like that? I know you do Wushu, but have you done like Tai Chi as well? Yeah, well, Tai Chi yeah. is Wushu. You know, Wushu has external styles and internal styles. External styles, well, basically everything has something to do with energy. Yeah. But yeah. external styles is basically you are um firing with the energy outwards and mm-hmm. tai chi as um it's um it's called the art of of silk thread if you mm-hmm. um translate it directly it's about um feeling the energy and it's about looking inwards uh, instead of you know it's like people say there's the time to throw the rocks and there's the time to collect them back, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is how internal and external external styles of wushu work. And yeah, I do Tai Chi. You know, I've never been a big fan of Tai Chi because I've always done Nanchuan and Nanguin mm-hmm. and Nandao, something that is, you know, with the scream and it's like based on Hu Xinchuan, which is a tiger style. Um, over the years, i kind of got the point of Tai Chi, you know, because mm-hmm. I, 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 I've I learned it and I loved to speak about it, but I never really got it earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also after a lot of injuries and broken ACL for uh-huh. some time, I just have to do Tai Chi. So this is for some, for some time, this is all I could do. And I guess this forced me to, um, to learn and to understand and to experience what is it Tai Chi and right now I really love it. Awesome. And uh, one of my questions here is um, I found something interesting that um, you actually have a PhD in clinical philosophy. How how did that come about? No. Psychology. Yeah, psychology and well, I mean, it was, it's been back in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm not sure if it's considered PhD in US and all over the world because we have a little bit of a, um, different terminology about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I have, I'm psychology, I have a psychology major. Um, and, um, how would, what would be a correct thing to say? Um, I had, I, I just had a family members that were min- mentally ill and I guess it at some point inspired me to go into this direction. And at the same time, uh, society, um, it wasn't cool in my country to be just a martial artist. And I wish I understood back then that it is cool to be exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, <laughs> graduated from the university 
and realize that psychology makes me uh, look into um, imperfection and uh, mm-hmm. sad aspects. And wushu and art makes me look straight into beautiful things that I admire and that makes me feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was my divorce with psychology. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, what, well, what would you tell someone that, you know, they don't know anything about martial arts, but they're interested in doing martial arts? What would be your message to them? Um, I would say martial arts and specifically martial movement has this huge capacity for expressing your emotions. Um, this, the same like, physical theater and dance and um there are so many styles there are so many different things that you could learn and find yourself and try different martial arts try different styles find exactly what make you feel right what mm-hmm. make you feel good or gives gives you a tool to express yourself um and there is nothing that you can't do. Just find what excites you. Yeah, yeah. How long did it? How long did it take you to figure out that you know wushu was was your go-to style? I mean, did it take did it take a while? Did you play with any other styles? Or I would love to say that I played with any and took my time to understand. But my story is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also trained in classical ballet for like 12 years and I, I've been doing it at the same time. But since I started wushu when I was four, I was just blown away of what wushu is. You know, I, I think till the age of 12 or 15, I couldn't talk about anything but wushu, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I even had some problems, you know, at school because like no one really wanted to talk with me because I wanted to speak about wushu all the time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so no, I didn't really, you know, I didn't it didn't take time for me to figure it out, but I did other things in order to to also learn some some other aspects, you know, mm-hmm. of physical art. But generally from as long as I remember myself, I really loved movement. I really loved watching people walking or when book falls from the bookshelf, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I was kind of imagining the movement, the frozen movement of the book falling from bookshelf. I don't know if it sounds crazy. No, um, no, and, no. <laughs> and when I was looking on people speaking, I yeah. was um, just like uh, hypnotized by a movement of facial muscles, you know. It was so interesting for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is my answer, you know. Maybe not yeah. completely relatable, but this is my story. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that because, like, with me, you could come up behind me and if I knew somebody in personal life and they blinded me, I know people. I know people's voices, and I could say, "Oh, that's that's you, Adam, or that's you," or and then like I know, like if I'm here in the house, I know my family's footsteps, so mm-hmm. I can kind of relate 
to what you're saying, in a sense. So, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, I'm kind of training my body to use my other senses. So, if that makes any sense whatsoever. It makes a lot of sense to me. So, so I, I think I think me and you both can, you know, relate on, on that level as martial artists. So. Of course, absolutely. As um, I spoke to you the first time a couple of weeks ago, you know, um, I told you that I consider yourself as a martial artist. And, you know, I told you, I told you why and I told you um, many reasons of why you are a martial artist. So, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll never forget that uh, conversation as long as I live. And, and and to me, that conversation Aww. right there was just very, it was a very, very uh, precious gift. I'll never forget that. And, and it, it's just, it's meant the world to me because, you know, uh, a mutual friend of ours, he, you know, he reached out to me in an email and he, he you know, he threw out your name and, says you really need to interview her and I was I was very impressed right away. I was like, I need to get a hold of her. <laughs> so. Well that's nice to hear. It's nice it's nice to hear that actually the world is so small, you know, because people yeah. are connected all over the world. People from oh. China and mm-hmm. American people living in China, artists, you know, and tech people and how all of these things, art and technology and uh, poetry and everything and just spoken word, everything merges together and it becomes completely about people connecting and expressing themselves. So I'm really happy to connect to you and audience that you have. Well, I I appreciate that you have uh, stopped by and um if you if you want to share some fi- you know final thoughts and stuff, and I do hope that you will come back on the future if if you have more subjects that you want to talk about, or if you want to talk about you know wushu and more depth on another episode, um, you're more than welcome to come back. Great to hear. I will have something specific to talk about, but it's secret for now. And <laughs> my uh, final. Thoughts would be, oh my God, I said so many things already. Um, you know what? I don't know if it's going to be relatable, but mm-hmm. I've always been a very shy person and I've been shy to do a lot of things even artistically. And it took for me longer time to do some of the things that I really had an urge to do and I'm doing it only now. And I guess my message is like, that's fine to be exactly who you are, to do exactly what you want, and to say, and you, whatever you have to say in whatever way, artistically or using words, say it. Mm-hmm. Someone always needs to hear it. Someone uh, always needs to know your story. I, absolutely, because if you don't, if you don't tell your story, then nobody's going to hear and you know and then you won't get anywhere you know yes. if you don't if you don't speak in some aspect whether it's in uh speaking verbally or if it's speaking 
in an artistic way, there's several ways to speak. So, and uh, thank you again for being on the show. And uh, this has been a great edition of the Justin Harvey Show. And um, do you want to give people out your social media while while we're on here, real quickly? Well, I'm, it's easy to find me, but I'm not sure if it's really easy to find. <laughs> but um, my name is Svetlana Zavialova, and uh, my website is svetlanazavialova.com, and uh, my Instagram has the same name, so mm-hmm. it's Facebook and uh, YouTube channel. Um, find me, connect with me. You know, I'm always happy to connect with people. And thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, and with that said, folks, it's a wrap. You have been listening to The Justin Harvey Show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Be sure to tune in again next week for his latest show. Thank you for listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.